You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. What if you found a portal to a parallel universe? What if you could slide into a thousand different worlds? Where it's the same year, and you're the same person, but everything else is different. And what if you can't find your way home? Welcome back for another issue of Imagine If, the first issue in 2020. So That's right. We're in the future, baby. You guys, Here we are. We all made it. We made it to the new year. We made it. <laughs> new decade. New the everything. New, oh, look at that. Actually, I've always been told that the decade starts in Oh, don't open that. At one. Come what? on. Was that again? No. So, one. Yeah, because, okay, technically when you start counting, you don't go zero, oh, one, two, three, man. four. You count one, two, three, ten. So technically, yes, you could argue that this would be the ten, but in that case, go back and eat your own bullshit back in 2010 when you're like, yeah, it's a new decade. So, that only opened up now because- I said that? Yes. <laughs> Me so, specifically. Yes. <laughs> so, so is this still the 20th century then? Yes. Oh, no. Yeah. Aren't we in the no, 21st? We're in the 21st. We're in the 21st. But we're in the 2000s. That's why uh, Disney bought yeah. Fox. So, so that if way it's they didn't 2020, have to make a new 21st century. <laughs> so if this is 2020, we should also be in the second decade. Uh, this is just actually secretly December 39th or something. 39th, September 30th. Yeah. Well, yes. 2021 or September 2020, 36th. whatever you want to say it, uh, if it's the new decade, would be the start of the third decade of the year, of the century. Yes. Yeah. So. So we're all wrong right now. Okay. Hey, <laughs> time is relative. That's right. why that, it's a that, construct. That blanket statement was genius, you know, because it is. It's like, you want to look at it your way? Yeah. Because for me, like, I always, I just take the lead number. But you are right. It's, you know, if you use the counting theory behind that, uh-huh. we start at one, you know. Yeah. But then again, like, I was I was listening to something. God, and I should Well, I mean, you're not, you're also not a, you're not a year old when you're born. Exactly. So well, you're, when you're born. Zero through nine, though. But then That's, again, when they started the calendar system, it was year one. It wasn't oh, like, oh, it's just yeah. January and the, 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 the <laughs> December and now January one and so on. So, you know. Well, I mean, I know I, I had to fight this fight, not this particular fight, but the, the con- <laughs> time is a construct site or fight a lot because I say the week starts on Monday. Other people say the week starts on Sunday. And like calendars have start the week on start Sunday. on Sunday. But I make my calendar start on Monday. <laughs> so people are always like, that doesn't look right. It's it's, it's, and I'm like, well, it looks right to me. And that's yeah, the person who's, who's looking right. at it. Well, who wrote the calendar? It's yeah, even that one. Is it? it like, you know, you have some people, they write their dates month, day, year, and then you have some people that go day, month, year. Yeah. yeah. I personally, uh, if, like, I love the Ascension. Even when I was a tech writer, the day, it month, was year. always a day, month, year, yeah. day, month, year, day, month, year. And then it carried over and everybody looks at me like, oh, gee, look at this guy. It's like, <laughs> you must be yeah. European. Yeah. Go year, year, month, day. That's the way you do it? If I remember correctly, when I was in the military, no. Well, I worked DOD in military, or we do. I don't remember honestly. Day, month, year. Yeah, well, that's my DOD was that way. Same. See, yeah. So, if it was all numbers, though, it would be like two zero zero one zero five. Okay. I don't know. Well, yeah. I'm, so January twentieth. I mean, again, whatever, we're talking almost twenty years ago <laughs> since I got out. So. Sam doesn't wear a watch. No, he everything doesn't. he says is wrong. Dude, the last two watches I've purchased have disappeared on me. <laughs> it, it's kind of like they escaped from prison. Right? Like, this guy don't know how to read anyway. One Why day with this guy. Watch. Okay, so it's the new year. 
we're going to talk about what is coming up new in this year. Yes. So, what are we excited it. for? What's going to What's going to be happening? Me going to sneeze. Salute. Uh, That's how excited he was. <laughs> thank you. Uh, but yes, let's talk about what is happening in the new year. So, before we get to that, as always, we need to know what's on the spinner rack in the new year. All right, so this is the second Wednesday of the year, because that's right. No matter what you say, new decade, new year, and however it is, this year began on a comic book Wednesday, so every that's Wednesday right counts your, your, your day, so it's fantastic. But here we go. Let's take a look. DC Comics has the Aquaman Giant number two. Uh, these giants are perfect. If you are trying to get somebody into comic books and you want to get more bang for your buck, you cannot go wrong with these. Tons of stories. Stories, at least one new story, several reprints, all for the hefty price tag of $4.99. Batman 86 is out. That's right. It's a new era. So Tom King is on hold right now. Uh, be on the lookout for Batman Catwoman if you want to get the rest of his run. But right now, the new man is James Tinian IV, and he will be bringing Tony Daniel with him, and they will be creating the new adventures of Batman. Now, um, go ahead. Wasn't he... What was it, what was James Tinian IV just on? I... Well, just on, um, I think maybe one of those like Justice League Odyssey or okay. Justice League Dark, one of those. Yeah, I think it was Odyssey. But I, if I remember correctly, I think he did Detective. During yeah, the yeah, Star he did. He did yeah, yeah, he did Detective where it was a lot of not Batman. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. Like he had a great Tim Drake arc. Yeah. I loved that. Um, but yeah, no, but this is it's going to be interesting. Um, and now, I don't know if what you showed me, what you texted to me like earlier in the week was something that has been out there or not, but the... Oh, so the one with the panel with the extra character? Yeah. Okay, so what what we're alluding to here is um, if you do Twitter, do yourself a favor. Follow comic book writers and artists. Yep. They post stuff all the time. Uh, if you don't want spoilers and you want to miss, you know, like you want to keep everything out until then, then don't follow them. But do yourself a favor. Follow them anyways. They put great stuff out there like Tom King I don't know maybe he's cleaning out his computer or whatnot but he started putting out like uh, rough drawings of what Grayson would have looked like so we saw these different uniform variations like concept art kind of deal yeah yeah, yeah. that's and, cool uh, so anyways he put one out there for the upcoming Batman Catwoman book that he's going to do so it is the upcoming book yes um, could it be a flashback panel we don't know but there's a panel where it looks a like Bruce and Selena Bruce and Selena are, are getting into it and then you know good old Alfred's there Oh, I'm just gonna say it. Okay. Well, because we don't know what it is. You have I mean, no idea what it is. Yeah. You know, it, it, it. These guys post stuff all the time. Doesn't make it to the you know until until it's in your hands. It's not real. That's true. You know, and I know somebody might say, "Oh, dude, you just gave away." You know. Well, then that know. means Tom King gave it away, and he wouldn't do that. Yeah. So, it's more than likely a flashback, or like you said, a concept that just isn't going to come to fruition. Yeah, so this one was... I mean, this is like back in the day before Twitter, before the internet, before emails, this would have been just what the artists and the writer would have been sharing amongst sharing themselves. Amongst themselves yeah. And maybe they would have showed it to a friend or something. Like now, Tom King showing it to his million plus friends on Twitter. We're all friends, <laughs> yes. No, I love it. I love when they hey, do I stuff Hey, I have a like picture that. with him. <laughs> yes, it's true. Um, but so anyways, yeah, no. So I'm, I'm hyped. Like... Like, I'm going to be honest with you. So I'm torn because, like, I am starting to cut back on books. Um, I would always do whatever characters I like, plus Batman, Superman, uh, Spider-Man, Captain America, Justice League, and Avengers. And no offense to any of the creative on those books, but it was like when Bendis took over Superman, it felt really disconnected from all the stuff I supported at Rebirth. So I was like, you know what? This is a good exit point. I walked away from Superman. 
uh, Nick Spencer taking over Spider-Man. Like I struggled through that Craven's 20th last hunt, whatever it was. And I was just, I was done. So I, once that ended, I dropped Spider-Man, uh, Captain America. I'm still picking it up. Tenesti Coates is doing some wild, wild stuff. Um, and Batman, I'm on it because of Tom King, and I've been on that book for quite a while. I almost considered dropping it when it was New 52 with Scott Snyder, but luckily I didn't pull the trigger on that quick enough, and I wound up getting some great story, so I stayed along. Uh, with Tom King's departure, this is a great way for me to save, you know what, I think it's a $2.99 book twice a month, so we're talking like almost 6 bucks a month, so it's like, okay. I think it's going to do that. So I wish James Tinian the fourth great success. I hope I'm going back and trying to buy this issue for, you know, collection. But then at the same time, I do kind of feel the market is pushing me more towards trade weight because everything gets collected. It it really does. I mean, honestly, you're going to be real hard pressed to find anything printed after 2000. That's not in some collected edition. I mean, yes. I mean, we've, we've become a binge culture now. Our TV show is trying to push us back to the weekly uh, thing. Yes, they yeah, are. You see that a lot with all these streaming services that can drop all twelve episodes of an or all, all twelve issue. Ep- yeah, episodes of a series. But what are they doing? Next issue available next Thursday. Yeah, available next Wednesday. Yeah. Available next Friday. So they're like, oh no no no, you guys can't sit up all night and binge watch and get the little "Are you still there?" message from, <laughs> from Netflix. So it's 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 the thing is, is like I don't know if I want to wait a month. So basically, five months to finish off a story when right. I can, I can get the whole trade and read it all in one. I mean, reading a, a trade is going to take me maybe twenty minutes. So well, that's what I did with Walking Dead. I have I have well, twenty five of the trades, and they're like what six issues? Yeah, six issues per trade. Uh, yeah, per trade. And I was like, whoa, I got to get the next one. I got to get the next one. So yeah. I waited for 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 my comic book dealer to. Are we allowed to say who? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so saying. I waited for uh, FanQuest. Yeah. Um. To uh for Diane over there to to order me the next one. Order me the next one. And yeah, I mean that at, at the worst, that's what I waited for. Which is mean, at least you're getting trade. the end in the beginning of a, of a story arc. Exactly. Well, the good thing, is, and but see, but Kirkman he did something that not everybody has really done with their market share yet because, like DC, if DC and both the DC and Marvel both should really look at doing like one, two, three, four, five, six, and then when seven comes out, put out the trade that's one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. But they instead wait at a longer time, which sucks because it's like you buy the trade that has one through six and they're selling 12. Yeah. And so now you're like, well, I read six and now I got to wait till 18 to get that. And then I'm backpedaling like Marvel's even doing that. Like again, a book I majorly hype. I'm not getting paid, but I will gladly preach daredevil and Chip Zardaski's run has been fantastic. And like volume one is out. I think volume two has not been released yet. And they just finished what would be like volume three. And I think they're starting what would be volume four. it's like, that's too much. That's too much lag time, Uh you know? So like there is a precedent to be getting the issues. And then it's tough too, because if the issues aren't selling well, well then there's no book. And if there's no issues, there's no book, then there's no trade. Yeah. So that's the tough conundrum of the whole situation. But I mean, do you, you know, get the comics you like in the way you do. So like what's helped me with my collector madness is just saying, Hey, there's a set series of characters that I like. I will buy their floppies and then there's a set story that I want. I'll buy the deluxe edition because I do get mad at myself for that. Like all-star Superman, for example, 
I have the original two hardbacks that were released, so issues one through six, seven through 12. Then I have the trade paperback editions, and then I bought the deluxe trade. And it's like, oh, and I have the absolute edition. And I love that story. I'm not complaining. You know, the absolute was a gift. And then, you know, like I just wound up getting stuff. But it's like that kind of is crazy that I have the original 12 issues, the first set of hardbacks, the first set of trades, the deluxe trade, and that. So I got five different versions of that story. <laughs> it's like just the shelf space enough is craziness. But that's how I'm sending my kids to college. So yeah, there you <laughs> go. clearly I'm doing the nice. right thing. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, the comic book market has always been stable. Yes. <laughs> There's one thing you can bank on. It's comics. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah. So, but, uh, no, I, I really do. I wish James Tinian, I, I think he's going to do fantastic. Um, he handled Tim Drake very amazingly. He did make the other characters shine and worthwhile. So if he could do that with the peripheral world of Batman, it's going to be very exciting to see what he does. So that kicks off today. Go get yourself a copy. Batman and the Outsiders number nine continues on with that story. Batman Arkham. So these are the series trades that basically give you a good collection of the villains. So this Batman Arkham will focus on Black Mask. Now, if you're going to be a fan of the movie and you're curious about it, this Black Mask will probably be 100% different than what you're going to see. I'm just making a guess. <laughs> uh, I do like Black Mask as a character, so I don't know what to expect. But I you want to get some great stories. I've always liked Black Mask as a character, but to me, he's nothing special. Like... He's, oh, he's not. Yeah, you're right. He's just a gangster that wears a skull mask. Like, I at first when I first saw him, I was like, "Oh, is he like undead? Does he have yeah. like some kind?" No, it's just a mask that he wears. Yep. And like the, even then, they've changed like it. Those like face masks you see the bikers wear, or or like a full. A full it would face be mask. like it, like he almost looks like the Red Skull, gotcha. but but black. Yeah, but but that's it's a giant mask over yeah. his actual head. Yeah. But I think it's at this point, I think it's become like a thing that he can't take off. Well, it even depends on which version you want yeah. too, because like ah. I think like they killed the original one, uh, and even when the original one came out, it was just a dude with a like his face looked normal. Oh really? Then eventually it started turning into the whole skull looking thing. Uh. Then he died. Uh, I think Jeremiah Arkhamham became the Black Mask for a while, and I always feel bad for Arkham. Like they just always like, oh, we need somebody to be a bad guy. Let's take him. And it's like, God, this guy runs a crappy prison and you're the bad guy as well. So yeah, lose, lose, lose. But you know, it's just, it's an interesting concept. You know, I just, I guess I like it because I cosplayed it that one time horribly. Yeah, yeah. So that's why it stuck with me. And it's like, okay, you know. Well, so I say, um, I like the character. It's oh, just, yeah. there's nothing special. I like how it. you said horribly. Yeah. Oh, I did. No, it was, <laughs> it was just, it, you know, like. Yeah, it's good enough. Everybody the con, wanted to take pictures with you. Yeah. Like you guys, yeah. <laughs> uh, con season is tough because like it's at the end of the, the school year for me, and it's like, oh, my God, everything's coming to a hit. you know. So it's like I need to start planning in March, but at March I'm just holding up for spring break. When spring break hits, I could probably like, oh, I should plan. No, I just relax in the coop. And, <laughs> so anyways, I'm bad at planning, long story yeah. short. So anyways, yes, yeah, so if you want to get some black mask information, do it, pick it up. It's a great trade. Catwoman continues on with issue number 19 Daphne burn will come out this is an issue one it's a six-part miniseries now if I remember correctly I believe this is all part of Jonah Hill's uh head basket full of heads or Not something Jonah. like that Joe Hill Joe Sorry. Hill yeah it's all part of the Hill House so if you're looking for some uh mystery intrigue suspense horror and stuff like that uh so this like will haunting be of Hill House no, no it, this that's is where just, he's getting the name from, but it's also okay, his last it, name of it. Hill. Okay, gotcha. he's the son of Stephen King. Yes. Oh, duh. Yeah, Joe Hill. Sorry. 
Yeah. So uh, this is uh, in the, the, the description is in the gaslit splendor of late 19th century New York. Rage builds inside 14 year old Daphne. The sudden death of her father has left her alone with her irresponsible, grief stricken mother, who becomes easy prey for a group of occultists promising to contact her dead husband. So, like I said, if you want to get some crazy superstition, natural, all that fun stuff, there you go. Uh, the artist behind it is Kelly Jones. He's very famous for working on Dead Man. So he does love to draw a lot of that ghastly, ghostly looking stuff. So there you go. Can Dollar we- Comics will be coming at you. Uh, Dollar Comics will be, will be reprinting and presenting The Brave and the Bold, issue 197. Why is this issue important? Batman died. That's right. And yep. there was no, like, this was not, what? Wait, what? This was the Golden Age Earth 2 Batman. Um, it's a great story. Like, if you want to learn about Batman and Catwoman getting married. Oh, and you ask, why? Why? Well, then go back and read Batman 85, but read it carefully. <laughs> That's right, Zatanna, Talia al Ghul fans. <laughs> Only honest. one of us was right. <laughs> um, but yes, this is this is where the Bat-Cat marriage actually begins. Uh, and then later on, you learn about the life of Bruce Wayne and how we get a Huntress and all that fun stuff. This is a hard comic to find, so I can easily see this $1 print going up in value. Uh, and these things do shoot up. Because they're doing a Deathstroke one that'll be coming out in like a month or two. And so I was like, oh, I'll buy a copy. And then I forgot that I didn't get the Deadpool one. So I was like, oh, I'm, you know, I want to have both. And I went to go look for the Deadpool reprint. It had been second printed. And the first edition print is like already at $15 for a dollar. Wow. Comic. So these things do go up. So if you are looking at collecting, that might be something worth checking out. Uh, let's see. Harley and poison Harley Quinn and poison Ivy issue five of six continues on. This spins out of the uh, heroes and in crisis information stuff. Hawkman issue 20 continues on the craziness that is Kadar Hall. Injustice, Gods Among Us, year five, the complete collection trade paperback. So Injustice was a phenomenal series. Uh, year five is exciting. Why? Because this is the year of the villain before DC even took that idea. But the villains really run rampant here. Tom Taylor returns to the series that he made great. Fantastic, fantastic stuff. Supergirl number 38 is out, and this will continue on the ramifications of Kara being one of the chosen as the secret six. And Young Justice issue 12 to wrap up from DC Comics. Uh, one that I am also going to jump outside of and plug real quick from Boom Studios, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Teenage Mutant. Ninja Turtles number two. Dude, so <laughs> good. Oh my God. Like, I, I did the advanced review on this one. Oh, I loved it, man. It's so much fun. I love the character interactions. You know, like, there's a moment between Donatello and Billy, and it's like just geek flex. You know, it's like, well, I built this. Oh, that's great. Well, I built that. Okay. Um, Zach and Michelangelo talking about pizza toppings. Like, it's so much freaking <laughs> that's fun. That's great. And the last page, I'm going to make you go get it but dang (laughs) customizers of action figures get ready it's gonna be nuts all right jumping over to marvel comics what do we have coming at us from the house of ideas if i can scroll fast enough uh here we go absolute carnage is collected in a trade paperback so the shenanigans of carnage and donnie Coates has come together absolute carnage versus deadpool trade paperback if you're gonna get one you might as well get them both <laughs> amazing mary jane number four continues on the adventures of mary jane in hollywood as she deals with the ramifications of mysterio amazing spider-man number 37 is out uh, this is nick spencer's run continuing on and i believe yeah, he's right. He's fighting these weird dinosaur monster thingies. Uh, so 
it's part of a story called Last Remains. So I don't know, but it's one of those build as a, it all starts here. So I don't know if there's going to be a big bombshell in this one or not. Um, but anyways, if you collect, keep going. Uh, black Cat Issue 8 will be out there. So if we have a Catwoman book, we need a Black Cat as well. So I think that's pretty cool. Uh, Captain Marvel Issue 12 gets a second printing. And again, this is going to be big because there's a new spotlight character star coming out of the Captain Marvel mythos. So this might be some of her origin stuff there. Uh, Daredevil by Brian Michael Bendis and Alex Mavleev Omnibus Volume 1 is getting a new print edition. That is some great stuff. I can swear by those issues because that is one... I actually bought all the trades, so I have a full run of it in trade. And then because it was so good, I had to go back and bought all the actual issues. So, like, I feel – I'm going to take pride in it. Okay. I have all of Daredevil <laughs> Volume 2, all of it. Like, that's, like, I think over 100 issues I have that whole complete run. Like, I finally did it. So I got the – from the Kevin Smith stuff, from the Bob Gale stuff to the Ben this stuff uh, – all of them. So I'm just like, Oh, that's so good. So I love that run. I, I would, you could, you're going to be safe if you buy that. Uh, Deadpool issue two will be out. So this is the new, newer, newest adventures of your favorite Merc with a mouth. Um, I believe it is written by, yeah, it's, uh, no, Chris Boccolo is the artist. Um, I guess Kelly Thompson is the writer. But anyway, somebody new got on the book, uh, and they're just doing some crazy shenanigans. So Deadpool is the kingdom of, I don't know why, but everybody's upset with it. So they're going to go after him and his empire. So tune in to find out what's going on there. Um, Excalibur number two gets a second printing, which is perfect because Excalibur number five is out. And this month, if you're a variant cover collection collector, all the X-Men related comic books will be paying homage to the Dark Phoenix saga because it is celebrating 40 years. 40 wow. Years. 40 years. The Dark Phoenix saga. That's damn. Then you can run out and get the movie. Oh, God. <laughs> Go to the animated series. That's the best adaptation That's so true. far. <laughs> uh, but yes, 40 years of Gene. <laughs> it's all over the place. Uh, let's see. Fallen Angels number one gets a second printing, as well as does Fallen Angels issue two, just in time for Fallen Angels number five. So great way to get caught up on that. Ghost Rider number four is out, and this concludes the King of Hell arc. That's right. A four-issue arc. I haven't seen one of those since the 90s. <laughs> this is beautiful. Thank you, Ghost Rider team. Ghost Spider issue six is out. Immortal Hulk issues 26 and 27 get second printings. That's crazy. I think every issue in this series has been reprinted. Really? This series is blowing up. This Immortal Hulk. So I might have to take a dive into that pool. Uh, Immortal Hulk issue 29 is out. Incoming number one will be getting a second printing, and this will lead into Empire, and we'll talk more about that in a little bit here. Um, Magnificent Mrs. Marvel gets in, or issue 11 is out. Marauders issue two gets a second printing. Uh, if you're into video games, Marvel's Avengers will be doing special. I think they're one shots, but they might be like maybe miniseries. But this time they'll be focusing on Thor. So the main six characters from the movies will be getting their own little spinoff books. Marvel's X, number one of six. This is actually kind of an interesting story piece. It's going to connect Marvel's, which was the origin of the Marvel Universe by uh, Kurt Busiek and Alex Ross right. through the eye of Phil Sheldon. Now, or then years later, they did Earth X, which then spawned into Planet X. No, Earth X, Universe X, and Paradise X. And that was basically like the end of the Marvel Universe because Kingdom Come was so amazing. Um, <laughs> so they had to do their own. So Marvel's X will actually bridge the gap between the two. 
Okay. Kind of building a small continuity in them. These covers are insanely amazing. Like, I think it's issue two. It's like a big red X with various Marvel characters in black and red shade. Dude, that needs to be postered quickly. You know what I've, I've never seen a picture of? What's that? Alex Ross. Of himself? I have, no, I have no idea what he looks like. I mean, you don't need to look it up Which right now. I can go again? look it up, but... Which Marvel's X. Oh, um, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, no, so it's funny. If you actually check out Alex Ross, um, there's two Alex Rosses. There's Alex Ross, and then when he became famous. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Well, because so, like, I mean, I, he, he, so he used to have, like, the long hair. Like, okay, the way I would, like, when, when he first started the gig and whatnot, he really reminds me of, like, the classic, like, D and D player, like he just had that the, the beard, the glasses, the long hair, and like yeah, man, f the government, you know whatever. And then like when he he got famous, he was like okay, you are you're an art guy, so he cleaned himself up and became very artistly. And I mean, I appreciate him both ways. No knock either way. I mean, no me no malintention, but it is funny though. Like you can see two different areas of him because I remember reading Wizard. And there was like, maybe this will jog your memory. I don't know if you remember that one. But they were like, yeah, this is how hard Alex Ross works. Like he actually chained his left leg to his desk. So he had his leg draped up on the drawing board with a chain running down to it. (laughs) They don't let me leave. That's funny. (laughs) So yeah. Uh, Let's see here. Okay. Miles Morales, the end number one. That's right. The end was a big thing. Marvel tried at the beginning of the millennium. Uh, There were some successful stuff. Fantastic Four. Actually, all of them were good. I don't think any of them were bad, except for Daredevil End of Days. Uh, But all (laughs) All of them were really good. So now they're bringing that back. So a series of one shots and Miles Morales. So if you are a fan of Miles and you want to see how it goes down, here's a possible. Morbius number one gets a second printing just in time for Morbius number three. New Avengers Breakout will be getting a Marvel Select hardcover edition. So this is the second story arc by Brian Michael Bendis with the Avengers, and it'll be considered the first story arc of the new Avengers. So this was huge because it's like, hey, the Justice League has all the big guns. Why don't the Avengers? So we finally got Wolverine and Spider-Man full-time Avengers. So this one definitely shuck things up. New Mutants issue two gets a second printing just in time for New Mutants number five. Powers of X issue six gets a second printing. Ruins of Ravencroft. So Ravencroft, sorry. Ruins of Ravencroft. So if you were a fan of Absolute Carnage, this is kind of the spinoff series. So Ravencroft is their... They're Arkham Asylum. Arkham, like I just yeah, learned this. It. And so <laughs> like what's going on with all these bad guys, you know, they're going to get jailed. So the the Carnage one shot starts off and we're going to see what happens there. Uh, Savage Avengers number nine, the book nobody asked for, but it's still making it is out there. <laughs> I'm, Scream. Still, I'm still collecting that one too. <laughs> uh, Scream Curse of Carnage number one is getting a second printing. Scream is going to be having a big spotlight in Venom too. So if you want to get some insights, there you go. Star number one of five. Like I said, this is spinning out of the Captain Marvel mythos. So what's going to be happening on there? Uh, Star Wars, The Rise of Kylo Ren, number two. Do these comics match up with the movies? I don't know. Symbiote Spider-Man, Alien Reality, number two of five. This is like an ongoing what if. So they got Peter David to be like, hey, just do your own thing with Spider-Man continuity. And so he has. So we have a symbiote Spider-Man who is now the Sorcerer Supreme. Crazy, crazy business going on there. (laughs) Uh, now it's time to save some money. So the true believers will be coming out of us. This month's theme is the criminally insane. And we will get Bushman number one. I don't know who that character is. Uh, the masters of evil. Number one. Well, These are, oh no, I'm thinking of Bush master. That was on the second, third, second or third season of, uh, Luke cage. Okay. 
Yeah, it's okay. Go ahead. Uh, well, the, the big one, though, this one, I think this one will definitely get more for your bang. Um, so True Believers, I lost the title. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. Uh, true Believers, Masters of Evil. This will be reprinting Avengers Volume 1 back in 1963, Issue 6. So this will be the first gathering of the original Masters of Evil. So Baron Zemo radioactive man uh the melter and a couple others so yeah that's that's a big one i could see that one definitely screaming in price uh venom issue 22 will be out i believe this starts the uh, venom island that everybody's kind of like what does it mean and what does it do x-force issue 2 will be getting a second printing just in time for x-force number five and x-men number two gets a second printing as well so that is what's on your spinner racks okay there's quite the quite the new list of new comic books right there so uh of those things, anything really stick out to you that you honestly like? So it's funny. Um, I would buy event comics like crazy. Um, I remember how proud I was when I finally had enough money to like actually buy an event and all the tie-ins. It was Siege when when they did that. So that was the fall of Norman Osborn when he got revealed to be a crazy wackadoodle and all that <laughs> stuff. And then whatever DC was doing to counter it, I think I also bought all of that um they kind of well the tie-in issue stunk and i was like what the hell you know like (laughs) so i just picked the wrong event so after that i kind of got real careful about how i collect events uh and even then some of the events recently just haven't haven't excited me so i mean i'm curious so with as i mentioned earlier with incoming uh there's going to be leading towards empire so incoming uh to steal uh, bleeding cool they basically said it's like a trailer book you know like here's going to be the focus of what's going on in individual issues so it's a neat little setup but it's a ten dollar book so you know buyer beware um so empire sounds interesting because basically it's going to be the kree scroll war version two now the funny thing is they put a y in there instead of an i which pyre is like, like a fire fire thing so i wonder if that <laughs> there's any significance to that or is that yeah. just a different way of spelling empire that i don't know about that's very interesting because i didn't link it to to fire that way um i don't know like i mean it's definitely it's going to be tough because so if you're a fan of the young avengers especially hulkling this is a big story for him because he is a man of two worlds he is the son of of Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. and he is the the son of one of the princesses of the Scroll Cree. No, no, the Scroll. You're yeah, right. Sorry, yeah. my bad. And uh, so he unites both of these warring territories together, uh, and that's what Empire was about because they're they they were created, I think, in the actual Dark Phoenix saga, and they were the uh, Scroll and Cree representatives, and they had to team up and then go against each other. Or they had to team up and help each other, which was weird because it's like, I don't work with you. you know? <laughs> uh, what was that movie? Alien Mine, I think it was. Like, kind of that idea. Enemy yeah. Mine. Enemy, Enemy Mine. Mine, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. an old movie, man. Yeah. <laughs> with uh, Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid, Louis Gossett Jr. Jr. Yeah. yeah, he won an Academy Award for that role. I mean, he put on a lot of makeup for it, so yeah, he did. go for it. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he went at it. Yeah. So, um, the thing I could relate this closest to would be like, it almost feels like it's going to be the Ranthangar War. Because the thing is, what's tough about it is the Kree Scroll War is huge. It's a phenomenal event in Avenger history, but it's like late '60s, early '70s, so it's very like, oh, this is hard to read sometimes, you know. Uh, it's fantastic stuff, but God, you're gonna trudge through some of those issues. Um, so at least this takes that classic story and kind of puts it in modern terms and whatnot, and more dynamics to it. But 
I don't know. It just doesn't jump at me. I think, honestly, this year, the big focus for me is just kind of single solo series. Um, I, I tried out Hawkeye, number one. Like, I, I didn't plan on getting it. Now I'm looking at it. I'm like, this was fun. It was actually really good. Um, you had me the minute I saw Winter Soldier in the book. I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm signed on. But I did love when Rosenberg did um, Hawkeye and Winter Soldier for Tales of Suspense. So it's like, okay, this is kind of like a spiritual successor. Uh, Daredevil is just phenomenally knocking out of the park. Ghost Rider, I love the fact that even the book, the book is called Ghost Rider, it should be Ghost Riders, you know, right. because you have Johnny Blaze and um, uh, Danny Ketch. And we've also seen Alejandra pop in there. So I hope she gets more of a play. And I hope they do bring in uh, Robbie. Robbie. I hope they all get to feature into that. I love when books get bigger, you know, when you, when you build instead of tear down. Um, Grant Morrison is getting ready to gear off, kick off season two of Green Lantern. I will admit, like, that book is tough. Like, that one, almost, I almost wonder if it sits better as a trade read. Uh, Doomsday Clock is finally finished, so I'm gonna try to sit down and read that now in its whole and see if it if it if it you know if it meshes well with me. Uh, the exciting thing with Doomsday Clock number twelve, and I'm gonna throw a spoiler out there, so if you haven't caught up, too bad. Yeah. Um, the Legion is back, obviously the Legion of Superheroes, but we saw that anyways happen in the uh, Bendis comics. The JSA is back, and to me that's more important uh, because this isn't just the Justice Society of America that popped up in the Justice League book. This is the JSA, so we're looking at Mr. Terrific, Power Girl, um, Rick Tyler, Our Man, all of them except for Pieter Cross, Dr. Midnight, <laughs> uh, but I, I have hope that maybe that's part of the story. Uh, maybe that could be something that happens, but it's real exciting to see that team back. I love JSA. That's another one where it's like I actually bought every issue in that volume, uh, so I love that, so I'm, I'm excited there. So I'd say this year... The things I'm excited for are really just solo and team titles. No event has been like, oh, my God, I'm super hyped because before we started recording, you asked me, like, well, what's big, you know, for DC? And I just feel like it's more like solo stuff. Like Superman is is gearing up for, you know, he just revealed his identity. You know, the last Wednesday of 2019, he's like, I'm Clark Kent, you know. So, hey, there's that. Um, so we're going to see the fallout there. Uh, Doomsday Clock did resurrect Ma and Pa Kent, so that'll be interesting to see if they get worked into the book or not. Um, so it's just going to be interesting to see what happens to the super family with all these things happening. I think the more important question is, since I haven't read the last four issues of Doomsday Clock, uh-huh. what happened to Mime and Marionette? <laughs> Are you sure you want to go down that street? I do. Uh, I want to know. Not much. Did they did did they get their son back that Ozymandias uh, promised them? No. Oh. Uh, so, but the kid does play a huge part. Okay. Uh, so we, the reader, we get to discover because I don't think they discover this, but we, the reader, discover that Doctor Manhattan is actually now inspired by Superman. Mm-hmm. So he's like, okay, um, when I took away Mom Pa Kent, that made the New Fifty Two. So that's why they're back. So that way everything goes back because. With Alan Scott erased, there was no reason for there to be a Superboy. And since there's no Superboy, there's no Legion of Superheroes. So just by moving that, that lantern sense. six inches, it took everything away. Um, so Dr. Manhattan is very surprised that even when he tells Superman, he's like, I killed your parents. And Superman still doesn't do anything to him. He's like, well, you should help. You know, like you should be using your powers better. So he does. Puts the lantern back in place. The lantern creates Green Lantern, which forms the JSA. 
Pa Kent remembers the stories of superheroes, so he encourages Clark to use his powers for mankind. He becomes Superboy and thus inspires the Legion of Superheroes. Boom, boom, boom. Um, so... Dr. Manhattan, you remember from seeing this, he knew Marionette was pregnant. And so that's why he didn't kill her. Because in Watchmen with the Vietnamese lady, he did stand by and let something happen. So this time he doesn't. Um, he winds up taking the boy, the baby, Marionette and Maya's baby, and he raises the kid. He raises and then eventually he imbues it with his power. So the story ends, Doomsday Clock, the last pages. There's a knock on the door. The door's opened. It's... Um, uh, Jupiter and Night Owl in their, you know, whatever, I forget what they called themselves, but like, you know, they dropped their superhero names right, and they right. just became a couple. So they have a young girl and she opens the door and she's like, hi. And he's like, oh, um, my, my dad said you guys would know what to do. And they show a shot of him. And so his name's Clark and he's a little boy in a suit holding a briefcase, but then he's got the Dr. Manhattan symbol or oxygen. Was it oxygen? It's hydrogen. Hydrogen. The hydrogen yeah. symbol on there as well. Interesting. So that's how that happens. So unfortunately, Mime and Marionette don't, but I feel like this is set up that there could be a sequel. Okay. So yeah. Um, and and people who are listening to us and love Watchmen but didn't watch the Watchmen TV show on HBO, you should go out and watch that. Is It, it is to do also that. a really, really good show. It's probably, probably one of the best TV shows, written TV shows in the last... 10, 15 years. Wow. Okay. I'm, I'm hyped for that. Are they hour long episodes or are they approaching hour long? Okay. Episodes, yeah. So I got to make some time for that. <laughs> um, well, God, then that means we got crisis coming soon too. Yeah. We have oh, uh, the, the finite, the finale to the crisis on infinite on CW coming up here in the next couple weeks. Oh, wow. So that's going to be, that's going to be awesome also. So yes. <laughs> I can't wait for that. Um, in in the Batman realm of things, hopefully this year we will finally get Batman Three Jokers. I'm excited for that. <laughs> will it have importance though? That's the tough part. Yeah, I don't um, think so. I think it's still in his. Yeah, luckily I think it'll just be a world, Batman yeah. mystery. Yeah. Um, Batman and Catwoman. Tom King's run continues on. I'm very stoked for that, especially if you read Batman '85. Oh my god! So I'm I'm super hyped for that. Um, Oh, man, I just had something that I lost. Oh, I sent you that picture. I totally missed this in the solicits. Shazam, that book's going to oh, yeah. get pretty crazy because Superboy Prime is back? Yeah. What? And you know what blew my mind? And I, I'm curious if you had, had gotten this one. So right before New 52, there was the Teen Titans book. Okay. And its last issue was issue 100. So I believe issues 98, 99, and 100 dealt with Superboy Prime returning and fighting the Titans one last time before the universe... New and you 52. said this was before New 52? Yeah. This is right. No, before Flashpoint. I mean, before, then I would have gotten it, yeah. Oh, my God. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you're yeah, going to Yeah, because I think I remember Superboy, like the Connor Kent Superboy being right. super pissed. He's like, no, there's no reason. He doesn't get to be Superboy. He doesn't get to have that name and kill kill, kill dimensions, yeah. kill worlds, you know, kind of thing. So. so, here's a good question just to throw something out there for the creative juices, and I'll buy you some time. What do you call Connor Kent Superboy? Because we know, know when we say Superboy, that's Jonathan Kent. So what do you call yeah, him? Yeah, I think we've, I think we've, we've had this discussion. We, we do this a lot. You know, so it's like, how do you find the Nightwing? Or, you know, maybe he's just, maybe he's Connor. He's, that way he could hang out with Drake. He could be Connor, but I don't know. <laughs> uh, I thought, you know, we, we had that outburst name, which was... Oh, that's right. He was TK powers. Yeah, the, the, yeah, he had the telekinetic powers. And uh, it would also be good because Connor was always kind of a hothead, at least at one point in time. Um, who else do you? Yeah, who else? 
what other legacy Superman Superman family legacy could there be? I mean, there's, I mean, you could give him the Flame Bird name, but I'm pretty sure someone's using that. But even then, Flame Bird just if it, he doesn't have fire powers, it, it doesn't, doesn't make, make any sense. sense. Yeah, you, know? um, you could call him TK. TK, yeah, that's not bad. There was Power Man. That was a big thing of the Silver Age Superman, but I don't know if that he's not a man. That's gonna be he could be Power one. Boy. That could be something. He could be Kara's. Ooh, that's true. He's part sidekick. of the family, but he, he's an outsider. Yeah, he's an outsider. <laughs> Ooh, that's pretty wild. Uh, would he get? Would he have the the chess window on his on his suit? <laughs> sure, why not? Uh, depending on the artist, some people may love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, did you have a an idea of what to call Connor Kent? You know, honestly, I I, I think Outburst has got my vote. I like that one. Yeah, that's just the only thing I can think of. Um, because he was, was he was introduced in the Superman of America book. Okay, that's what I was just gonna I ask. Believe. Was that Mitch's name? Yeah, that okay, was Mitch's so name. That carries on a legacy, and that works because Mitch was introduced in the death of Superman, and then Connor was introduced in the reign of the, the reign of the so reign. Yeah, exactly. kind of carries on from that era. There yeah. you go. And then you bring Mitch back. And you have the war. <laughs> there's, only, there's only a few Mitches in comics. There's Mitch Shelley, which was the Resurrection Man. There's, yeah, that's right. There was this Mitch. I forget what his last name was. That was Outburst, and they were both introduced around the same time. Yeah. Um, I can't really think of any others off the top of my head, but nothing that jumps out of me. Sam, did you have an idea of what to call Connor Kent Superboy? Now that Superboy is taken by Jonathan Kent, Conboy. Conboy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I mean, that's just to, the first thing to go along with his personality when he first showed up in yeah. the black leather jacket and he was trying to tell everybody that he was Superman. It kind of goes. He's con. He was conning yeah. people. He was he's convoy. He would love the the he would love the we love the attention, the attention and like going to conventions, too. That was, yeah. That's the way you want to look at it, too. <laughs> you know, I was going to say con man, but then I thought about that. That series with Alan Tudyk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, better not. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so those are some of the things that you're looking forward to. I, I would say that as an event, Empire does sound great to me. Okay. It, it does sound like something I'm, I'm interested in. I never got into the original Scree Crawl War. Cree Scroll so War? Say, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, Scroll in itself has always been a weird word for me. Yeah, because I always hope I'm not saying Skull. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, and the fact that it's around Teddy, I want to say his name is, Hulkling. Mm-hmm. Um, because when he was first introduced in Young Avengers, it was around the same time they they had Runaways going on, and Runaways introduced Zavin, which was a Super Scroll in training. Now he had all the powers of a Super Super Scroll, but could only use one of the powers at, at a time because he was still in training. Okay, and then he changed to be female because scrolls are shape changers and they can be yeah, they can whatever do what they need. He also fell in love with the with the character that uh, that was into women she was into women so he decided to become a woman they fell in love but when the two books crossed i think during civil war uh there was that head there was the tension between the you got teddy who was a uh scroll and kree half breed hybrid whatever you want to call it and there was zavin who is a super scroll in training who believed a lot in the scroll training who you know what do you do yeah because this is you know this is like the the birthing of your antichrist yeah you know? it's like i want to kill it <laughs> so uh just to see what what happens to him what happens to teddy at that point like do you which side do you do you uh sit with like i i remember at one point in time he goes away with his scroll mother 
Yeah, I think he went off with her so that way he could learn about, you know, like what it is to be royalty and yeah. and lead these people and whatnot. Leaving Billy behind. Yeah. Yeah. But they brought him back to Earth since. Yeah, yeah. They played with all that fun stuff. I'm sure they did. Uh, so I, I would love to see that. I want, now that I've found out about the end of Doomsday Clock and what what that mean with J- Jeff John's meta verse i guess uh-huh. uh what does that mean what 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 does that mean going forward like i like that those last couple panels talk in the same way that dr manhattan does and it's it's now january 2nd 2026 or whatever it, uh-huh. it's it's january 5th you know july 5th 2025 whatever you know it, it's always all time for dr manhattan so how does that work other than multiple universes and I guess Dr. Manhattan is the most meta of us all. He's the reader. He's, he's the watcher. He's a Watu. He's, <laughs> he's every, he sees it all. So he gets to be on the outside of it all. And he gets, now he has the opportunity to manipulate everything is, I, I think you've talked about this before that he's possibly the hands that Cronus sees. And yeah. So that big blue hand in space. Yeah. Yeah. Like at the beginning they, of time they, or, Oh, and I was so bummed. Cause I would have loved if they had, not necessarily like he he you could allude to it being him but I would have I, I would have killed for that illusion because uh, I not God this goes way back jeffjohns.com had its own <laughs> message board that was the place to be so I'd be in there we'd all be posting and stuff like that and in the real world there was a space phenomenon um, there was an actual space hand like if you go to like nasa.com put in April 4th 2000 I forget what uh, 2005 maybe or 2006 there was this giant blue hand in space and so all of us were joking on the message boards like oh my god the comics are real this is amazing you know and it was just such a big thing because in dc comics lore yeah that big blue hand in space you know that's what created all this wackiness with monitors and anti-monitors and and junk like that so that could have easily been like yeah that should have been the hand of 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 dr manhattan as he's screwing everything up and making universes or changing stuff so yeah i mean what is what is that in store for i mean we've talked about it many times batman uh alfred dying superman revealing his identity it has to mean in the next five years there's gonna be another crisis that's where he starts it according to that book there is a secret crisis that could happen in 2026 i mean you kind of know more about behind the scenes stuff and uh, what are the what are the meetings called the summits? Yeah, the summits. The summits. Do we plan? Do they plan out six years in advance? No, no. I would say they're lucky if they're thinking like two years because solicits are three months, so they're definitely you know at least six months. So yeah, if you're planning a summit, maybe you're like okay because even then you can't like things happen like Bendis joining DC. Happened like, all within the matter of three months. Yeah, you know, so that like it's his fault. Doomsday so clock. He's the true six months, <laughs> six months, and then and then well, you're six months ahead of everything, line. and then yeah, you're planning like eight to eight months to a year at yeah. best because you got to bob and weave, you know, and things are gonna happen like because all of a sudden it's like let's just say let's say James Tinian the fourth his Batman run it maintains the Tong King numbers and it does a lot of crazy stuff. 
boom, okay, Batman is going to be a little bit off the board. What are you doing with your character? Now, if the run doesn't go as successful, then it's like, okay, well, we need to revitalize Batman. Let's make sure he's part of the focus of the event then, you know, so it does. It'll dictate a lot of stuff. So I'd say, yeah, like they're probably, if they go to a summit, it's like, what are we going to do eight months from now, which is actually 14 months from now, and then see where they're going. Okay, so there's probably not going to be or they're not planning out a crisis right now for 2026. But well, if there was one, I I think so there's a lot of the speculation between what is 5G. So it feels like it's fifth generation. Fifth generation, that's exactly um, what it means. And it, it, you know, so how like, many crises did, did, did have they said unofficially there that there are? Cuz well, there's Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah, Crisis on Infinite Earths, Zero Hour, uh the Justice League Doomsday War, our uh, Dark Side War. Because he, 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 well, that alluded to it, so no. So let's take that off the board. The Flashpoint. Um, Rebirth. Nah, I don't, because are you thinking of that issue in the Dark Side War when they had all those fancy panels? No, I'm just thinking of oh, like okay. when they restart everything. Well, because like, okay, it should Final be. Final Crisis. It should be in, Crisis on Infinite Earths, Infinite Crisis, and Final Crisis. That's the trilogy. Flashpoint was huge because it did some stuff, and then Zero Hour has been retroactively called a crisis. It was billed as Zero Hour, a crisis in time, but we didn't like using those words back then. Um, so, yeah, you've got those five. So, that, I so would we're argue, on our fifth generation. Yeah, well, okay, and that's actually that's a really cool tie-in. I've got an idea, and I wish, God, I, if I could pitch this to DC. So, Convergence. Did uh-huh. you read that? I did not read it. Okay, okay? Uh, it's the I would call that the lost crisis. Okay, and that's going to be the crux of everything, because with convergence, convergence and secret war, when Marvel rebranded that the one, same they time. happen around the same time. It was kind of the same idea where it's like we like this era of the Inferno X Men, so we're going to pluck them. What time period was it? Uh, this would have been like I think two thousand and thirteen. Okay. our time because this is literally like DC comics was leaving New York to come here to California. Right. Um, so they were moving offices. So they needed something that could be kind of maintained and run. And it was nice because they were like, Hey, um, you know, Denny O'Neill, do you want to write a two issue Azrael book? Okay, do it. You know? And so they brought back classic creators, artists and writers to work on classic moments of characters. So like the Gene Paul Valley, Azrael Batman got a two issue miniseries. Barry Allen, the classic silver age version with bow ties and, and crew cuts. He got a two issue miniseries. Wally West got, you know, so all of it was up for grabs. Uh, Renee Montoya was the question again, you know, Ted cord blue Peetle was alive, you know, so all that fun stuff. So anyway, so the thought process was Brainiac became just all encompassing. And his deal was what he does is he goes to civilizations. He plucks a city, shrinks it down in these little things and keeps it on his ship. And it's like, okay, if I have five people standing in front of me, who's the best of you? Because that's what I'm going to take because I want the best of your gene pool, your race, whatever, you, you know. Your species, that's the word. And so, like, the bottle city of Kandar, that would be the best of Krypton. Um, so, anyways, he's taking it in full force, and he's actually now breached dimensions. So, he could take, you know, like, I'm going to take a kingdom come city. I'm going to take, a, you know, Batman, who was the Green Lantern, and all these things. So, it was a neat little, like, just battle royale of all these different character universes and whatnot. It was a crisis-level event. Um, it just... I don't think 
I think unfortunately it wasn't build right. Like it was just build as like, oh, this is just a. They were calling it the band aid, the patch. So people right. were like, oh well, I'm not going to take it a serious thing. Uh, and it really did have ramifications on the new 52 Earth two cast of characters, uh, the Valzad Superman and stuff like that. And I'm thinking to myself like, mm-hmm. if we got Michael B. Jordan talking about being Superman, he is he is Valzad. Yeah. Like the the artist was like, yeah, I used him for part of my drawings and whatnot. Uh, so it's like. The precedent is there. That's a missing group of characters. Uh, so I would say, yeah, pull up conversions, read that. There's going to be a lot of stuff in there. That is a lot of, it might not be successful story, but it's definitely a starting point. So I would say like, I would go, I would reread flashpoint. I would reread convergence. And then I would see how I could tie that into doomsday clock. And that's where I could cook up a crisis. Uh, and even then for me personally, I've got this idea. It's kind of a spinoff Jeff Johns. I want to do the uh, society of three earths. Oh, Nice. I like so that. So that's where I would take the 1940s JSA. I would take the JSA of the 90s or, you know, the 2000s. 2000s. And then I would take the Earth 2 Society and I'd find a way to mix, smash it all together so you get all your heroes. Now, uh, with as as popular as the Dark Multiverse is at the moment, do you have a Dark Crisis on the horizon? So that's another tough one because actually you're right. When we say Dark Crisis – that should get us to think about um, metal because that was going to be the dark crisis. So yeah, that's, I would say do it, you know, why not? Because like, I like that because, okay, as a mathematician, you know, there's zero and then you have positive, you have negativity and they reach out and it's like, why not? Why not have all that stuff? So that could be cool where it's like, you know, so crisis on infinite earth was the destruction of everything. So what if you have, you know, the crisis of dark earths and that's an expansion. Ooh. So our universe has to be like, we need to stop that because <laughs> if there's too much darkness, it'll corrupt. Yeah. You know, so maybe you could play with something like that. That'd be fun. So yeah, definitely. You don't, don't throw away that stuff. No. You know, keep that. Sam, you seem like you wanted to say something. I was going to make a smart ass comment about a tray you having to stop the nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have anything in particular that you're super excited for uh, comic book wise? You know, you guys know that, that I collect comics and at the, at the point I'm at right now, I'm still having a hard time making time to read them, but I am, I am excited about, um, you're like how I am with video games. Then. Yeah. I, I yeah. buy them and put them on a shelf and don't open the package. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Like, like, um, Chris just talked about, uh, Ghost Rider, you know, read one through four. What is it? The, the end of the King of Hell arc. Yeah. Is, it, is that what is it? It's yep. called the, I, I would, I wrote that down as we're talking here about these comics. I'm writing down things to you know things. I I, I titled it read list. Uh, Daphne Byrne was was right there at the top. Uh, second was uh, the dollar comics that you talked about. Ghost Rider went through floor. Miles Morales and now Convergence. Even though it's a six year old comic or seven year old comic. Yeah, yeah now, but you know seven years in comic books is like no, no it, it, yeah. it's it's nothing. I, I get it. You know it would be like me wanting to go back and read you know the origins of the X Men. You know j- just to to get that lore and 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 become. Uh, a, a bigger voice in, in these conversations that we have, you know. Yeah. Um. Uh. I. I. I've seen a lot of the stuff that uh, Firefly's been putting out. You know, we we didn't really mention that in the in the spinner rack, but it's 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 a lesser known thing. You know, Firefly's got a huge fan base. Yeah. Um, but I don't know about the comics because again, I've got twelve. I've got issue twelve right now. Ask me how many of them I've read. How many have you read? Zero. Zero. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then well, you were still talking- nice and pretty in the plastic yeah. bag. No, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, they are <laughs> little little cardboard backers and everything, but um. Uh, I wouldn't mind going back and rereading uh, the Forgotten Realms. Was it? No, no, no. I'm thinking that's Ravencroft. D&D. Raven, yeah. <laughs> My D and D minds uh, went to Ravenloft. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. Ravencroft. 
sounds like it'd be a great thing to start reading. Yeah. You know? Uh, there's just so many of them, you know. Looking at the 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 Hulk stuff. That you're oh yeah, that about. Immortal Hulk. Yeah, 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 the Immortal Hulk. Um, I just gave back a buddy of mine, um, Planet Hulk. I read, oh wow, was it Planet Hulk? He, he loaned me Planet Hulk and World War Hulk. So, yeah, that's right. That, that, that's I, I how think they it went, was. Yeah. I want to say it was Planet Hulk was the one where he was sent, sent to. Out. Uh, right. He was. Yeah, the to Avengers scar. finally decided. Uh, yeah, you can't be here anymore, and that ended up becoming. A lot of aspects of that were in Thor Ragnarok. Oh yeah, you know, and yeah. I was, we saw oh, that yeah. we saw that movie, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is Planet Hulk! It's freaking cool!" You know? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, but yeah, when he went on to Sakaar, you know, um, there's just so many so many places I would like to start. And- well, and and that's what's neat about comics, though. Like, while we may talk about time, and again, time is relative. Yeah, what we yep. were saying at the beginning, but it's a river. <laughs> <laughs> but the best way to do this hobby, find characters you like, start there, you know, and. Like for you, Punisher, you know, so it's like, you know, did you, have you read all of like Punisher War Machine? Um, I've got them. I, I started reading, um, what was it, Soviet, Punisher Soviet. Okay, yeah. I think they're going to start that coming should up, like should be issue, uh, three. issue three. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Dude, have you read any of that? No, I, I've heard good stuff, so Dude, it's, the it's first on my radar. One, the first one, the Punisher's showing up after this guy had already come and taken out people that he was going to take out. Uh-huh. The only difference is this guy doesn't seem to care about women and children. No. Oh. Yeah, so, so it's like, how so do you far, judge yeah. somebody who's a darker mirror than yeah, you right? when you're already like, a dark guy, mirror? Yeah. yeah, I have looked into the abyss, <laughs> and the abyss has looked into me. <laughs> so what you did, you did though, uh, happen to go and research for us. What are some local conventions that are going? Because we love going to conventions. We get yes. to talk to creators of all sorts, either uh, you know ones that have been doing it for a long time or ones that are just starting out. And both both are great. Uh, interviews. So. Okay, I'm going to start with Blazing Desert Comic Con, our most local one, our most local one, uh, coming up on March 7th. Mm-hmm. That is uh, that goes down to San Luis at the I want to say the the they got a, a the convention center. It's not the convention center. It's, it's the library. Their, it's their uh, it's the school. It's done at the middle school. Okay, okay. So San, San, San Luis has been the last school. two years. Okay, yeah, yeah. So the middle school down there in San Luis, California, here locally, and um, we have a little bit of announcement with that. Oh, go ahead. Geekly Media will be the Per, will be the moderators for that whole nice. So, nice very nice very nice i haven't looked at the guest list yet actually i haven't looked at the guest list for a lot of these so if you're listening and you're local uh, for any of these cons that are coming up uh, please do your do your research look it up yourself you know find out the things that you want to go and see at those cons there's plenty of people that are that are going to be there and there's plenty of lines i'm sure so <laughs> uh the next one that is actually it's it's toy con okay in las vegas at the uh uh the Eastside Cannery Hotel and Casino, March 13th through 15th. And uh, obviously, with being comic fans, a lot of people are also fans of collectible toys. And Booyah. Uh, but one of the things that they're going to be having there is they're going to have guest speakers. Um, I, name, just lost. I just lost his name. The voice of Optimus Prime. To help Peter me out. Cullen Bunn? Thank Peter you. Cullen? Peter Cullen. Peter Thank Cullen. You. He's Cullen gonna, Bunn's a writer, so we just amalgamate. Yeah, Peter Cullen's yeah. going to be there as, as, as a guest. So is Frank Welker. Nice. If you know who Frank Welker is, he's done... Tons of voices. You look at his IMDb page, he's got a ridiculous amount of, of credits, but most most people recognize his voice as Fred from Sco- from Scooby-Doo. That's right. Um, plus, you know, again, a lot of other stuff. Oh, yeah, lots of them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Both like of them. 300, yeah, exactly. Because Peter Cullen's Collins. also the voice of Eeyore, I believe. No, that's, oh my gosh, you're going to make me do some more research. It's not? Here. No, no, he might be, um, oh man, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll look him up here in a second when, when you guys start talking again, but... Um, 
It's okay. Stalling for yeah, it's, it's okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm completely wrong because you know why? I'm terrible at voices. Like every time I hear a voice and if it's like a famous actor doing a commercial, I'm like, that sounds so familiar and I cannot place it. You Except know for I, John Hamm doing the commercial for those cars. Like yeah. I could place that one. That's yeah. about it. I can place uh, Donald Sutherland for the Florida Orange Juice. Oh God! Now that you see it, I, I get it, but I never placed it before. It's totally him. Anyway, no, craving so, orange juice. <laughs> not not affiliated nor nor a sponsor. No. Uh, again, we have. But uh, we're open to it. <laughs> we have Phoenix Fan Fusion coming up May twenty first through the twenty fourth at the Phoenix uh, Convention Center, and then in July, Chris's least favorite time to try to get to a con. Yeah, San Diego Comic Con. Is the yeah Comic Con International San Diego July twenty third through the twenty sixth at the San Diego Convention Center. So those are the most recent big ones that are coming up. Yeah, we usually we're, we have press passes to just about all these. Uh, I don't know, but we haven't done anything with ToyCon yet, so that might be something new to, to, to reach out for. We have to push Rafa. <laughs> uh, Wonder WonderCon will be in March. Oh, I, I forgot about Anaheim. WonderCon. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a big one. That that's is. a big one. That yeah, is. You should yeah. de- you definitely check that out. Uh, and then we have Yumacon. That's usually in November. Yes. yes. Yeah. So, so that I mean, that's happened, obviously yeah. a ways away, but. Uh, Expect us to be there for that too. Um, WonderCon is uh, Friday, April tenth through the twelfth. Oh, it's April, not April, March. Yes. Okay, in, in Anaheim, yeah. Well, that's a weird one because yeah, sometimes like it falls on my birthday and I'm like, I need to be there. You know, like that'd be the coolest birthday. Yeah, yeah. and that is Anaheim Convention Center. Yeah, that's a good one because DC, with them being so close to Anaheim now, that's where they put out the bells and whistles. This cool. is true, and uh, which is funny because it's right across the street from Disneyland, which is owns Marvel, and they Marvel it doesn't have that big of a presence at WonderCon yeah. for some reason. Uh, I think they save the big shebang for like San Diego Comic Con D twenty three. I think that's well. The thing kinda... about D twenty three is every other year they don't yeah, they don't do it every year, true. but yes, they do save their big stuff for for San Diego Comic Con if they decide to show up. Um, there is also uh, amazing Las Vegas Comic Con, which is usually in June. And uh, so that's also in Las Vegas. But I mean, that's the thing about cons now. They're so huge. I mean, everyone has one everywhere. everywhere. I mean, Yuma has two of them. I mean, yeah. there was also the library con that uh, Yuma County Library Con, which is, you know, a thing that happens on New Comic Book Day every year. Yeah. Uh, then we go to Mission Free Viejo. Comic Day, yeah. Free Comic Book Day. Sorry. That's right. A Mission Viejo Library Comic Con, which we are invited to again this year. So that is another uh Thing another kind that's a nice area, man. Yeah, Mission Viejo is nice. <laughs> what time is what time of year is that usually? Uh, March, is I think. It March? Yeah, like February, March, something like that. Okay, he has voiced um, Pooh, so has Brad Garrett. Oh, Brad I mean, Garrett. I'm sorry, not Pooh, but uh, Eeyore. Eeyore, yeah, yeah, okay. Peter Cullen has definitely voiced Okay, him, uh, I thought I, I yeah. thought I had that one right. I was like, because I always remember he's Optimus been Prime by, and Eeyore, by by yeah, yeah, that people, makes sense, but yeah, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> okay, so those are the things that you can look forward to in the year 2020. Uh, expect more episodes from us and more greatness and in all kinds of things. Uh, we're going to try and make more shows, more content for everybody to listen to. What is it that you would like to hear from us? What, what would you like us to change up our show? Any, would you like us to add something to it? Take something away? Uh, just let us know. Yeah. Get involved. Tell us. We, we always love to hear the feedback. We love the interactions because we can definitely geek out about we talk what we talk about and we love it, but tell us, you know, if there's something more and, and I tell you what, it's exciting to expand your horizons because you know, I, I forgot how much of a Power Rangers fan I was, thanks to Rafa. And it was like, oh my gosh, like I got excited about them. And Boom Studios has been killing it with what they do. And then now all of a sudden the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Power Rangers are teaming up. This is exciting. Um, I'm going to try out. I, I love 
Uh, Mitch Gerards and Tom King, I think they do a fantastic job. So I'm going to go back and read their Sheriff of Babylon. There's so much hype to that book and it's like, okay, this will be exciting. So, I mean, it's those conversations that lead to these little fallouts. That's what makes this stuff great. That's what creates fandom. And we want to do that with you. Perfect. Sam, where can people reach you online? Oh, what am I? Uh, so God, Do you have a Twitter? I, I do. I got to find it here. You guys go on. Okay. <laughs> Chris, where can people find you online? All right. So I'm on Twitter as stuff I should say should being spelled S-H-U-D. Uh, check me out. I do some stuff for geeklymedia.com and also adventuresinportaste.com. You can find me online. I am at Mitchipedia, G-E-M, G-E-M stands for Geekly Media. Sam? I'm at Sam I am 7041. That's capital S, capital I, capital A. 7041. Yep. Uh, the rest of Geek Elite Media is at Geek Elite Media on Twitter, at Geek Elite Media on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media is our Facebook page. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our network on our website, geekelitemedia.com. But until next time, this is Imagine If on the Geek Elite Media Network saying, always remember to geek, geek out. out. This concludes our broadcast. Beep.